0: Following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield,
2: and
3: exploding
2: down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys,
0: presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon
2: Gross. Shannon, Welcome to the show. It's Friday. <laughs> Welcome to <the> SWBC Mortgage <sighs> living room in Frisco, Texas. Thank Let's you, Wingstop, oh. for bringing another episode of this award-winning show. Hang it with the boys, Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Marconi, Nate baby. baby, Nate Newton. <laughs> Kurt Daniels and do we have a treat for you guys in the second segment we will have an Emmy nominated interview with Leighton Vander Esch by our own (laughs) Kurt Daniels and none of us have seen this interview so we don't know what we're getting into so make sure you stay tuned because we will be watching it for the first time as well ah how are we feeling today it's Friday how you guys feeling
0: man tell you what, but we Ryan. two days out from a Cowboys victory. Lord Jesus, it's been long and it's been hard, but it's going to be earned, <laughs> baby. Two
4: days out so. from a Cowboys victory. Hope. You better, hope. You better Hope. Hope, so. God is dope for what Jesse said, so we got God. hope. God is dope, and we need a lot yeah. of hope if Ooh. we think the Cowboys going to get a victory. <laughs> yes, on that sir. Day. Cowboys got a victory. victory they don't
3: win this five. one, man. It's just they don't win this one. Just throw it in the towel. Kurt, oh.
0: Kurt you started it. You come, you're getting to be a Debbie Dowder, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby.
2: Hey, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this week.
4: It's a trap game.
2: Uh, so Shannon. You got to be careful. Stop it. got to be careful. Trap stop hey, it. Yeah, trap
4: Shannon. You you actually have to be good to make it a trap game. Like, you. Oh, is that? The, is team, that the, <laughs> the team has to be good. Like, your, your team has that, to be a good team in order for it to be a trap game. This is. Amari this,
0: Cooper is good
4: that's it yeah he
0: is you know <laughs> C.D. Lamb is good
4: they ain't playing defense
2: <laughs> all right let me ask you let, let's get into it Kurt sent us a group text yesterday and it all I think we're all still trying to process it Nate called me and we had a, a long discussion about it Kurt what did you send us yesterday and I want to get everyone's thoughts because I first off tell tell us what what you sent us and then we'll get into it
3: well, it was a tweet John Machado from The uh, Athletic put out that uh, that Coach Mark McCarthy had addressed the team's effort, he had, and that uh, I think Jalen Smith had responded that, you know, that they, a couple guys did, Jalen Smith and Ezekiel LA both responded that yes, the coach did talk to them about effort, it's not something he should be having to do, yada, 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 that sort of thing. I think the question that all raised eyebrows with us was, is this just now happening? Is it just now questioning effort? Uh, It was a little bit of a surprise, maybe. That's,
2: That's my question to you guys. Surely, surely this isn't the first time. This is just the first time that it's being brought up in the media, right, Nate, Jesse? Nathaniel?
0: Okay, first of all, when you read that story, <laughs> when you first read that story, Kurt, and you just repeated it to us, did Zeke and, and Jalen say yada yada yada?
5: Because that's what, <laughs>
0: no. because no stone, let me finish, cuz that's what I got from that. What all coach did was yada yada yada. He sounded like the uh, the Charlie Brown teacher. Ya 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 ya. Because <laughs> wah, 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 we've wah, been seeing wah, this wah, for wah. 30 weeks. We've been seeing this for 30 weeks a lack of effort on defense, and for this to be now finally brought out, come on, you know, that's, you know what, Jesse, I'm going to let you speak. Yada, yada, yada. That's all I have to say to the rest of the show, yada, <laughs> yada,
3: yada, yada. Maybe I shouldn't have worded it like that. I mean, <laughs> but that's how it sounds.
0: That's how it sounds. 13 Remember, weeks later, that don't bother you, Jesse. That don't
2: bother you. <laughs>
4: Oh, this is trying
2: this to get team. Jesse, Jesse trying not to get in trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, just yada yada.
2: Jesse made it all. He got, <laughs> he got he got he got four weeks left of the season. He almost made it through an entire season. <laughs> <laughs> like he tried not. To, I just don't, not to I don't want to up. be reassigned.
4: I don't want to be reassigned. But okay? <laughs> your reassigned. last option
0: is with Mickey.
4: Uh, you know, what I'm saying? And well go ahead. And, you might well go ahead and take my badge and all that other good
3: stuff. Um, yeah. Well, you remember that after the Browns game, uh, McCarthy was quoted as we saying we don't have an effort issue. But now after see, the see, game, he felt see, the need Kirk, to don't,
0: don't do that. Don't feed Jesse. Don't feed (laughs) Jesse. I can see how he's starting to bite on his nails and how he's starting to think. Jesse, we need a response. This is a show where we need your voice. You're the voice of reason.
4: I know, but see, these are the moments where my voice has historically gotten me in trouble. Okay. These are the points and times where I say things and you know, once they come, once they get into the atmosphere, we live in a social media age where those things don't disappear. Right, um, and so <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> this this team, uh-huh. this team,
0: um, take your time, Gospel. Take your time,
4: <laughs> Deacon. Go ahead on. What's your? your this is self preservation, guys. That, that, that's the word that I'm going to use.
5: <laughs> this
4: is self- for, for who?
0: The coaches or the players? Both. Oh, uh, okay.
4: Both. And for me. <laughs> <laughs> and for me. I'd much rather respond to the group text than respond. To, but here, here's the thing. And Nate, you and I, we've, we've elaborated on this many a times before. We should never have to talk about effort when it comes to professional football players. Never. Like, that should be the last thing any coach should any coach, any player, should ever have to talk about. When I say the very last, I do mean, like wherever the sentence ends and there's a period or exclamation point, then we should talk about effort. You get paid to play a child's game. Now, while it's dangerous and it requires a ton of sacrifice and a ton of determination and effort, and, and, I'm not gonna say effort, but effort, you, I you don't you have to be. Say
0: it.
4: You don't have to be a first round talent. <laughs> you don't have to be world class speed. You don't have to be lifting the. You don't have to to lift the weight room. Uh, you. Uh, there's certain things that you don't need any of those extras no. to have effort. Like you know what I'm saying? Like oh. Tyreek Hill, he runs a 4-3. Wow. You know, everyone's not blessed to run a 4-3. Uh, you know, Larry Allen can, can lift two houses. Woof. Right. Man, everyone's ever not allowed li- you know, to lift two houses. Man, this quarterback has an arm that can make every throw. Woof. You know, he can throw the ball 70 yards. Man, that's, that's, that's great. Boy, this running back has such great vision. Man, it's only about three in our lifetime that we've ever seen him be able to run like that. Th- those type of things, when you talk about Effort. It's. It's. I, I feel like. I feel like Alan. Iverson. We, we talking about practice, not a game. We talking. We talking about effort, in week thirteen, of a professional NFL team. We talking about effort. Effort. I give you a fat check, every single week, and I. Ha- we have to sit here and talk about you giving effort. Not that you can't run fast or you can't catch or you can't tackle, we're talking about effort, and this is what I mean when I say you gotta clean house, you have to clean house because this is an infected place mm. with what 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 and if it's not addressed, and if it's if you don't if you're not going to. We we become the medicine for other teams. If you're not going to prescribe something for your own locker room and cleaning out those cancerous things, then you'll keep talking about this. Nate, you said we talked about this for 30 months. That ain't a hyperbole. That ain't an exaggeration. You talked about this last year. <laughs> right? So we keep having these effort execution hero ball when you keep hearing these same things over and over and over it's 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 inf- it's infectious in the wrong way it's becoming it's spreading and the more guys especially the guys who are supposed to be the leaders of your team who are displaying these cancerous characteristics the more of those guys you have in your locker room in a leadership position the more deadly the cancerous thing spread and the more it gets into other guys and the more it becomes more and more of a bad thing for your football team. And so you have to be able to eliminate those things and bring in new life and bring in new energy and don't have to ever question effort. If I'm questioning effort in week 13 of the season, the ship has sunk. This thing is dead and over. There is no coming back from this. If we're talking about effort from professional football players and Week 13 in the National Football League, that that's 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 my PG take on effort. Yeah. Is this something that, the,
3: you know, obviously the coach has waited too long to maybe address it? Is this something that the player leadership, you're saying, should have addressed it way beforehand? Is it, is it a case where guys... Pull somebody aside and say, "Hey, you're just not giving effort." Or do they, are they standing up in the locker room and calling guys out, yelling?
4: Your leaders are you, the ones uh, who are the ones having, having effort problems. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your yes, leaders yes. Are, are the ones who have the effort problems, and that's the that's the thing. Is when 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 I heard Michael Irvin talking about this this morning, and they talked about you know well you know well Mike, you were just you you were this. This this figure in the locker room where people listen to, but yeah, because Mike went out there and was putting out. Mike was the leader. Not he, you didn't have. And Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. You you just didn't have no Joe Blow standing up in front of the yeah. locker room saying stuff. He also had nah. an example. Nah, you know because so, we
0: had strong enough alpha males in our locker room. If you were the wrong guy to stand up. They had a loud guy. We had two loud guys in our locker room. And if you were the wrong guy to stand up and say something, number one, his name was Kevin Gogan, and his name was Nate Newton. And if you were the wrong guy who got up and said something, one of us would look at each other and say, you going to handle this? We would say, man, get your somewhere and sit down. But now, (laughs) if Michael Irving got up or Troy Aikman got up, uh Charles Haley got up we fell silent because they we knew that they cared about winning and they did things in the proper and right manner professionally to win games that's it, it and one but a few guys in our locker room now during the game we would have different guys you know give input but you didn't you didn't hold court in our locker room unless you were a guy of authority because you were talking to a bunch of rude, obnoxious,
4: <laughs> alpha dominant <laughs> males. Right, and did that's the have, thing. Did you, did you have
3: anybody like that in your generation of players, Jesse? That kind of held held sway over the locker room.
4: Yeah, when I was with the Cowboys, you had guys like Brady James, you had guys like Keith Brooking, you had guys like Demarcus uh, Ware, and uh, you know, you had you had players like that. You had you had you had Columbo. You had Leonard. De- I mean, you had guys who. When they spoke, you listened. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You had guys like Jason Witten. When you spoke, they listened because you knew where they were coming from. You knew that when when when, you know, Jason Witten didn't miss a practice. Jason Witten wasn't trying to weasel out a lot of a practice. So Jason Witten, you never had an effort issue with Jason Witten. So when he said certain things, you listened. Right. DeMarcus Ware the same way. Uh, you guys, you know, guys like Brady James, the same way. These guys, you know, where their heart and their intentions are at and they show it on the football field. But these other guys, there was never an effort issue. There was never an effort issue with Keith Brookings when I was there. No. There was never there was never an effort issue uh, uh, no. with with, with uh, you know, with, with guys like DeMarcus Ware when I was there. Uh, so when well, those guys broke neck, man, right, when those guys spoke up, you listened. You, you, you heard what they said the problem with this team is you got the leaders of this team are the ones who have the effort issues. You have the leaders of this team the one who can't line up right. You have the leaders of this team who who rather go and do things everything else and, and this is one of the things that I, 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 I struggle with I, and, I, and I do and and Nate and I relate to this we were we were bottom of the barrel guys. We, yes, there wasn't we were. We, there wasn't much room for error for us, okay? We weren't high draft picks. We weren't guys who you know initially had big contracts that they gave second and third and fourth and fifth chances to. Now, Nate eventually worked his way up to that point where he became that kind of a player and, and, and much love and respect to him for that. I, for one, never got to that point. So everything that I did, I had to do with a maximum effort. I had to study with the maximum effort. I had to show up with maximum effort. I had to practice wow. with maximum effort. And, and so when I hear these things coming from players, uh, especially the, the whole alignment assignment thing, I, there's no way, There's no. there's no way. When I had questions, when I had questions, I was going to see somebody. <laughs> Because I had zero room forever, so I want to make sure. Hold on. I don't understand this. Let me walk down the hallway. Let me get on the phone and call Joe Camillus, Because we got a big game coming up, and I only get one chance at a punt. And if I don't get it right and they get it blocked, that might be my tail. Or, you know what, I'm in the rotation this week. Let me walk down the hall and go see Coach Sherman or go see Coach Robinson because I want to make sure this lineup is right. And let me ask questions to coach, you know, coach Garrett as the OC slash head coach on practice feel about how this should be done because if I get an opportunity to do it, I want to make sure it's done right because my opportunities may come few and far between. I, 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 this is why I don't give sympathy to guys, you're saying, "Well, I don't know what to do. How the hell do you not know what to do? When you wh- what? are you doing? Like, what are you do- like? Get off the game, okay? Get off the, the the all the other outside stuff that you have going on. You got an off season for that. If you don't understand something, you should be on the horn. You should be in the office. You should be in the face, six feet apart, of." Your your linebacker coach, DB coach, defensive line coach, defensive coordinator, because I need answers. I I, I need answers because if I'm unsure and I, I don't know if my film study doesn't reveal the answer to me, then I need to go to the source. I need to go to the one who's implementing, and that's the part I I I, I find so hard to 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 to. to to understand from these guys when they're saying about confusion and effort and stuff like that, yeah, what are you doing all day? Because there, uh, there, there is – go ahead.
2: We Jesse, gotta go I got to – co- we got yeah, go to go to break. We'll come back, all right? We wow. come back. We got to get to this late in interview. Wow, Kurt made it great, run Jesse. long, so we uh, had to cut you off. Good Jesse. stuff, Jesse. Good stuff. <laughs> wow, we'll be right man. back. You're,
5: you're dope, Van Der Esch on Hanging you're with God the is,
4: God is dope and dope. Is
5: your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
3: Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. This is Kurt, and I am winging it here, thanks to Wingstop, along with the great Leighton Vanderesh. Leighton, how are you doing today?
6: I'm doing great, guys. How are you?
3: We're doing good, we're doing good. Normally we have the whole crew here, Nate, Shannon, Jesse, but uh, we're actually doing this interview on a Saturday, which with the strange Tuesday night game is actually a Thursday, isn't it? As far as the team schedule, is that right?
6: Yep, yep. we just got done with our battered practice. So uh, yeah, that's a Thursday.
3: Wow, so I know, you know, players are creatures of habit. You know, you have specific times where you need to be here, there, even off the field, you guys—certain guys—may have uh, massages on some days, or position dinners, or whatever. What is this crazy, mm-hmm. this crazy scheduling doing for you? Has it been difficult?
6: Yeah, it's been—I mean, it's been a little bit of a struggle, but um, I think we've managed it pretty well. Um, obviously, it's—I mean, you don't like a schedule change, but um, I mean, it is what it is, and we gotta—we gotta be able to adjust, and I think that's. What the game of football is, and how this whole season has been—it's been a lot of adjusting, so uh, and adjusting yeah. on the fly. Um, so, I mean, we've been doing our best with that, and yeah, it comes with its struggles, but um, I think we've managed that pretty well this week, um, and we're just making our correct adjustments for each day.
3: You've been kind of on a mini bye week here because of of the uh, of the scheduling. Has it been good in terms of getting some rest or does a team like this with the new staff and younger players and no off season, do you kind of wish you had that practice time?
6: Um, I mean, the rest is nice, but honestly, I would have just preferred to keep our normal schedule. I know we couldn't do that, but um, I mean, we, we had a few days off. He, he let us get, get away to our families. Um, and so we just kind of we dealt with that and, and then – Uh, we've been practicing, we got an extra practice in this week for it. So um, I think we're ahead and I mean, we're rolling. So uh, we're just getting our stuff in and and making the corrections and and going out the next day too.
3: I guess the tough part then though, could come on the back end when you have to play Tuesday then Sunday, is that something you guys are already kind of looking ahead to?
6: Yeah. I mean, we just had a short week too. So that was that was another reason why I said I wish we could have just stuck to a normal schedule. But um, I know we're just subject subject to what the league does. Um, And so now we're right back to another short week right after this. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a grinder, November and December. So uh, now it's leaking further into December. So, uh, I mean, we just got to we got to make do with what we have and and go out there and make the best of it and keep grinding because we know how to do that.
3: Are you not you know, they always talk about the rookie wall. You're. You're two years in now. Are you kind of used to the grind? Are you used to the schedule now?
6: Oh yeah, three years. The first year was the yeah three. Um, The first year was extremely long, just because I mean you go right into combine training right after your season, and then you go into your draft stuff, and you go right into OTAs and training camp, and and then right into your first season. That first NFL season is so much longer compared to uh, college. And so when you get into November, you're already you're at the end of it. But it seems like you have so much more to go. Um, and so, I mean, that, that was that was quite the year. Um, but now at this point, I think you kind of settle in um, and you kind of just take things one week at a time. The weeks go by so much faster um, in the NFL than they do college for me uh, that I can remember. And so, I mean, you just take a week by week, uh, just take things slow because they fly by. And and you got to be focused. You got to be ready for that week that you're in. So uh, and and before you know it, I mean, you're in week 13, 14, 15.
3: Yeah. And I would think they'd be flying by even more this year because new coaching staff, Mike Nolan, trying to put in some new things. And you had no offseason. You had no preseason. I mean, how, how much of a mm-hmm. difficult has that been? And are you now do you feel like you're kind of reaching that point where, yeah, maybe we're we're getting where we want to be?
6: Yeah, um, yeah. Not having the off season was a little bit difficult, um, and there that was just another adjustment on the fly. Like we had to um, make and do with what we could, and so um, that was it was a struggle not being able to practice that stuff right off the bat. But uh, I think we're getting a really good handle on it now, and, and we're starting to uh, gain an identity and just in play style and we how we play. So um, that's good for us, and I know we're we're making strides and we're doing some good things. Uh, there's still a lot to clean up, as always. I mean, you never made it. So um, we just can keep t- continuing to, to battle and sticking together. That's the biggest thing, um, and we're headed in the right direction.
3: It seems like one of the toughest positions on the field is, is to me, has got to be linebacker because you're not in full coverage all the time. You're not rushing the quarterback all the time. you to got to do a little bit of both, or you to, you to know, charge the running back and mm-hmm. you know, drop back in coverage, that sort of thing. Has it been – do you, well, do you like that kind of a challenge? Is it difficult or, or do you sometimes just let me go get the ball here and that's it?
6: Yeah, I I love the challenge, honestly. Um, I want to be put in a difficult situation because I know that makes me better. Um, if if everything was easier or if, or if the majority of the game was easy, um, you would probably start to slough off and, and, and you wouldn't start gaining ground or, or improving at all. Um, and with the time I missed the last season, and even the beginning of this season, it was—it's been tough. But um, I mean, you learn to embrace that challenge I have, and um, and enjoy it. Uh, it's all part—it's all part of the process. You got to trust God's plan for for what He has going for you. And I think um, that's just what I've been trying to do. And so, just just being a leader, um, taking on that challenge, embracing it, and showing the guys like, hey. I'm here for all you guys and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to do my best for you guys. And I'm going to go all out on game day.
3: Much of that challenge is, is the physical part of it. Just the, you know, having the talent to be where you need to be and that sort of thing. And how much of it is the mental part of it, where the communication, the leadership, that aspect of it.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you train all off season. I mean, you train a lot of off season physically to get to get your body ready for the season. So a lot of that work is already done. And then once you get in the season, you're kind of just maintaining, obviously, because it's hard to gain strength at, at that point. But um, the mental part really kicks in, and you gotta you gotta really focus on that aspect of the game once you get into the season. And that part really takes off, and you gotta keep up with that because it's it's not like you're playing the same team every week. You have new challenges, and I mean. There, there are some copycat teams and they do some copycat schemes and and everybody's going to do some of the similar stuff, but they all have their own little twist to it. So um, if you the quicker you can point those things out and the quicker you can get on top of that and make sure we can practice easier um, and you can really just start focusing on your keys on the practice field uh, to keep you going.
3: I think most people probably know your story. It's pretty incredible starting out at eight-man football, such a small town. But you, you've kind of said that that eight-man football may have helped you prepare because it, you know, it was wide-open game. You know, finding the ball yep. carrier and playing offense too. I mean, it, did it really help you as far as getting where you are now?
6: One hundred percent. I mean, some people might say I'm crazy for saying that, but they're <laughs> ones that didn't play eight-man football. So, um, I mean. <laughs> The ones that know, know, Uh, and I'm going to go to bat for for all those kids that are playing A-man football and that grew up doing that. Um, I mean, they need to follow their dreams because they can do it. Uh, Just because you play A-man football don't mean anything. Um, I mean, it it makes you an all-around athlete. You can do multiple things. Um, Heck, I mean, if you got injuries on your team, you move to the next position and you help your team out. Um, That's just what it is. So I think that makes you valuable as an athlete. It helps you grow as an athlete. And you start to understand the pieces of the game, regardless of whether you're missing three people on offense and three people on defense.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you were the, the star quarterback. Do you ever miss, uh, miss the offensive side of the ball? Getting the it around a little bit.
6: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I kind of got that out of my system pretty quick once I started playing <laughs> in college. Um, but I mean, I love quarterback. I always will. Um, but I mean, there's another thing about linebacker. You're the quarterback of the defense. So, um, it's it's its own challenge in itself, and you got to take pride in that.
3: Well, it sounds like that with, with the, your three sisters were big into basketball, and you were a stud basketball player, won a couple of state championships. Was was basketball actually kind of king in your household growing up?
6: One hundred percent. If you probably would have talked to majority of people, if you asked ten people that knew me, they nine out of ten probably would have chosen me to pick play basketball in college than than football. Um, but I always wanted to play football at Boise State, and I got the opportunity to walk on there because I didn't have any D1 offers. So um, that was just – it was automatic for me, and I knew I could make the most out of that if I went and did that. But basketball was definitely uh, a big part of my family's life. Uh, all my sisters played, and, and that was some of my favorite moments growing up as, as a kid and being their little brother, watching them play in high school and then go on to college and play and just watching them win state championships and, and just doing – what they loved and so they 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 had an absolute blast doing that and i had had an absolute blast watching them um and so just following in their shoes um i learned so much from them and i love every single one of them and so uh, i just can't thank them enough for for kind of just teaching me the way we butted heads a little bit with on the the (laughs) way when we were younger but um, and growing up with three older sisters ain't easy by any means,
3: oh, yeah. but yeah. it, it were was you the, fun. Were, you the, were you, the, you the annoying little brother who tagged along to, uh, to the gym and all that sort of thing?
6: Oh gosh. Uh, I would like to not think so, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> uh, I mean, you'd have to ask them. I think they, I think they enjoyed having me if, if we were going to the gym. And some basketball they were they always taught me stuff and and I think they they enjoyed having me around in that aspect but um, I'm sure I got a little annoying at, at times uh, as any younger sibling probably would but <laughs> sure. um, I mean we were we were all pretty close growing up
3: yeah now they were again three older sisters and they were a, a bit older than you I think you're six years younger than your youngest sister I guess mm-hmm. were you yep. uh were you were you uh, uh you know, doted on, were you spoiled or were were you that they're kind of guinea pig to to uh, pick on and dress up and do all those such little things that little brothers get handed? Uh,
6: I was spoiled. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, I was spoiled. And I think I think they would probably all say that, too. Um, But (laughs) I mean, at the time, I didn't want to admit it. But now I look back and I'm like, yeah, I probably was spoiled quite a bit. But they spoiled me, too. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was all just fun and games, and and like I said, I mean, sometimes we got into it, and yeah, they would throw that in my face that oh, you're spoiled and you just get whatever you want, <laughs> but um, yeah. that's just what siblings do.
3: Sure, sure. So you never really gave a, a, a thought to. I mean, I imagine you had some some offers to some smaller schools. You you never gave serious thought to going as a quarterback or going as a basketball player to a smaller school.
6: I did. I did. Um, I had way more offers to play basketball than I did football. Um, mm-hmm. And then all my football offers were all NAIA, smaller schools. Um, but I grew up watching Boise State and going to a lot of their games with my friends and, and, and with my high school coach. And he coached me all the way through elementary, junior high and high school in football. Um, and I played with his two younger boys. One was a year older than me and, and one was a year younger. And so we became really close. And um, I went to a lot of the Boise State games with them and got really familiar with Boise. And, and just being two and a half hours north, it was that's where I wanted to play. So when I got the opportunity to go there and walk on, it was like not – there was not even a doubt in my mind that that um, I couldn't go in there and earn a scholarship. And I just knew that if I followed uh, my roots and, and the way um, – the way I handled myself and, and just went in there and, and and competed every single day and worked my hardest that things would work out and I knew that that would give me the best shot to to go on and live my dream playing in, in the National Football League and so I just did everything I could to make that happen.
5: Yeah
3: I, I was reading some Charlie Shepard that was your high school coach right I was reading some about him. Yep. Sounds like you know you think a eight man coach in the, in the middle of, of Idaho, but you know, what kind of scene was that? But it sounds like he really was a big impact on you in your life there.
6: Absolutely. Um, I mean, we still talk about football to this day and he coached there for, they won two state championships after I left her right off the bat or maybe it was three. Um, but I mean, he, he's a great football coach and he understands football. And growing up with his two boys um, that were like my best friends growing up, um, and I still stay in contact with both of them very, very much, uh, it was evident that he knew what he was doing and he could get everybody and and he could use and and put things in the right pieces or pieces in the right places um, when it came to game day or or depending on the year. Because, I mean, you would would think that you would lose some of your best players. And and with eight-man football, you don't have a lot to pick from. Um, but I mean, he kept that thing going right away and and never really stepped off and and he coached I don't even know he coached he coached forever. Um, but i mean he's he's awesome, and I know that that he he definitely had a big impact on on my career. Like I said, I couldn't play football till I was in sixth grade and junior high. so uh, the first chance I got it was I was all over it, and then it was just year by year and and just going up from there.
3: Yeah, he said in an interview I saw that uh, he never really had any doubt that you could play at the next level. But I, I got to wonder, you know, you, you you walk on to a big D1 school, big program, and you were probably, it sounds like, a little undersized at the time. Did did you kind of <laughs> wonder, like, wow, what have I got myself into?
6: Um, at first, yeah. I mean, Avalos, my, my linebacker coach at Boise State, then the, def- the D coordinator. Um I mean, he he kind of found me. He showed up at high school one day, and I got called to the office, and I was thinking, I was like, I don't think I did anything wrong. Like, why am I getting called <laughs> to the office? <laughs> so I stepped out in the hall, and I saw a guy down at the end of the hallway by the office dressed in blue um, with his boy gear on, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, there's no way this can be happening right now. And the first things he said to me, he was like, he introduced himself and was like, we don't know very much about you, but people are talking about you in the Valley and saying that that we need to come get you. So, um, he gave me a brochure to to their camp and invited me there so they could get me on, on the field and and see me run around a little bit. And then I had to make a highlight film and send them some film from high school, from high school ball. Um, and then they offered me a walk on after my uh, senior year of football and I took that right away. Um, but he saw something in me and and as much as I wanted to play quarterback, he was like, no, you're gonna, you're gonna play you're gonna come and play linebacker the way you run around the field and and just how you cover ground and your athleticism is is gonna make you uh, a great linebacker. And so I trusted him. I had no reason not to trust him. I mean he, he gave me he came and found me. so uh, I knew that he I trusted that he knew what he was doing and he coached me extremely hard and he kind of became like a father figure to me as well. Uh, while i was in college and and again i mean he's a d coordinator of oregon now but um the dude's like a, a second father to me and i love that guy to death um he's taught me so much still teaches me so much um and he he just he told me he was like you come in and bust your butt every day and you're gonna earn something so and after nine months i don't even think i had played i did not even played a snap of football yet um and they put me on scholarship uh, before my yeah. freshman year and then it was just gaining ground i was definitely undersized uh, i was about a buck 95 200 uh same height as i am now um hardly ever lifted an ounce of weight in my life and that first year i put on 30 pounds my body just absorbed everything That thing just bought into the weight program that they had and just eating and eating everything that I could eat and it was it was just it was just absorbing everything
3: sound like you enjoyed it though that whole process
6: 100 percent. it was mm-hmm. there's so many things that I can look back on and that I'm just blown away by and, and how things turned out but then again I just I knew that I was going to work my absolute hardest to make the things happen and I had the right people around me to help me and and I got to give so much credit to them, um, but it was just it's it's been such an enjoyable time, um, and now like, I'm playing for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't want to go anywhere else. And this is right where I want to be. And I absolutely love this team. I love this place. I love this city. Um, and I just I just love being here, and I love being able to play uh, pro football here.
1: See you right. uh-huh.
0: May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT and T five G—fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT and T five G. It's not complicated. Five G requires compatible plan; may not be in your area. See att. slash five G for you for details.
5: Back to hanging with the boys.
3: We are back. At least most of us. Our beloved leader Shannon has had some technical difficulties, so it's just uh, myself, Nate, and Jesse sporting the tie dye now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, change clothes on them right quick. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? friday fun here uh thank you again to layton van der eschen for uh taking up a lot of his valuable time i apologize for going so long chris got so sick i bet he just cut us off and went to break so uh appreciate it. so we're only left with a few minutes here fellas to give our uh uh in depth breakdown of the cincinnati bingles so uh i guess what are you guys expecting sunday what do you what do you expect to see what do you think the cowboys can do against the Bengals?
0: I'll be quick, Jess. Uh, The Bengals uh, did not have a running game, but they're playing the Dallas Cowboys, so they will all of a sudden develop a running game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, Bernard, uh, number 25. uh, Gio Tarhill.
4: Giovanni. Giovanni Bernard.
0: (laughs) He is a nice running back when handing the ball out of the backfield, but he is an excellent receiver coming out of the backfield. So, for us to have some success this week, we have to slow him down. Now, the guys outside I'll let Jesse worry about. But this guy here is a game changer if you can get him that ball in open space. So, we have to tackle well. And somehow, someway, I said it the other day and I said it again, we have to control the middle of the field, whether it's (laughs) versus the run or versus the pass. We as a defense have to control the middle of the field.
4: We gotta, we gotta do Control what? We gotta do what? we had <laughs> rounds
0: of 37, oh, 37, 37, I almost, 27. I almost I'm, I literally almost <laughs> choked. Look at the middle of our run chart, man. They're slashing us, man. In the middle of our field, it's between the numbers, man. Look at the runs that we've had this year.
4: I'm, I'm being honest. If you don't control the middle of the field, we're not going to be competitive. No, I'm not late. I'm not laughing at you. That's right. not, I'm not doing that. I'm I laughing what at you're the saying. fact yeah. that you think in week 14 that all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah.
0: What can they See, deserve? Jesse, you ain't right, man. You ain't right. The coach just gave a hell of a sp- speech oh, yeah. about, about being uh, the oh, effort's yes. gonna come you're out you're not right the effort will uh, shine yes. That's effort. what was it so <laughs> y'all
3: aren't believing. You're, not, you're not believing in this
0: I believe in Matt Oh. this was shirt. Now we all romping
4: on it. They what do you think, Kurt? Oh, yeah. they, said, they said, we got to cover running backs in space. They, <laughs> they said, Stop. we got to oh, control the middle of the field. What makes you believe that oh, wow. <laughs> in week 14? Oh.
3: <laughs> wow. I believe. Lord, I you believe. believe. What was that I mean, stat I mean, that I mean, Baltimore I mean. had more 30-yard
4: <laughs> runs in that game than Zeke has in the last three years?
3: Was that the stat I saw? See, see, look at you. Oh, oh. Joining don't, don't join in. Don't join oh. in. Don't feed Jesse, man.
0: Don't feed they, Jesse. Uh, Come on.
4: They said, oh, man, you really got me in tears, we
0: bro. In order for us to be competitive, I ain't said win the oh. game, but in order for us to be competitive. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead on Jesse. What whatever. about,
4: no, about the receivers, Jesse? <laughs> Tell us yeah, come team. on, Jess. Come on, man. Come on. No, because Nate, they, 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 you've come to the point where you're saying, I'm not talking about winning the game. I just want us to be competitive. Like <laughs> You're talking about a team. We've, <laughs> we've lost all hope about winning football games. We're, we're to the point now. This is I'm not fake laughing. This is real laugh and I'm crying because we're talking about an NFL team here. And we're, we're, we're wishing and hoping for things in week 13 that should have been established in the preseason. This should have yeah. been established in the first couple of weeks. And so we still can't cover backs out of the backfield. What do we face? A back who's really good out of the backfield as a receiver. <laughs> we can't control the middle of the field. I guarantee you, Nate, I, ga- I guarantee you a ribeye that they're going to run the ball up the middle of the field. And then uh, uh, we're talking about the guys on the outside, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. This is the 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 best
0: true duo. This is the best true duo we have faced all year. I'm talking about yardage and touchdowns. Yeah. I I mean, they have performed week in and week out great.
4: Great. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say the best. No, I'm I mean, talking
0: about production wise. Yardage touchdown production wise. They have been the best, I think. Well. Go back okay. and look at the other I mean, other guys this have gotten better. Minnesota as the season went on, but they have a, they but I'm talking about at this point. Is this about TI? Shannon, uh, is this, is that? Oh, that's it's Shannon. Not, okay, I thought it was TI. IT department. IT IT department. department.
2: Did I make it? Did I make it back for the end of the show? You're
3: yeah. You made it, man. Jesse it was just, just in time to me. make your picks.
2: You know what I did? I didn't want to listen to that terrible ass interview Kurt did, so I just said, Hey, I'm
4: having computer <laughs> issues. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good interview, man. Sh- it, was oh, my <laughs> it was long, but it was a good interview.
3: <laughs> I'm, kidding. Wow, <laughs> I'm kidding. Y'all I'm judging. Kidding. Hey, I had I put out good effort, man. I was on my game. <laughs>
4: I was going balls to the wall, I was there. You're judging you oh, didn't even man. watch it. I'm, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. We're oh. talking about
4: practice. We're talking about effort. Bro, <laughs>
2: effort. Oh, wow. effort.
4: Let's there, make bro. our picks, fellas. You know? Let's,
0: let's make pick, our yeah. picks, okay, man. All right. I'm ready, man. I am ready. I'm excited. Right.
4: I got Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati 24, Cowboys 17. Mm.
3: Uh, I think the Cowboys are winning this one. I'll take it uh, 21-17. Nate Newton, I guarantee.
0: T. As Charles Barkley would say, I guarantee. T. We win this thing by seven points. I guarantee. T. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. No. Don't you laugh at me, Jesse?
4: I'm mm. laughing with you, my brother. Yeah. Mm. Never at you. Always with you. Mm. Shannon, you there? You you picking?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys, twenty-eight. Cincinnati twenty one, and here's my reasoning, in the in okay. the words of Nate Newton, because if the Cowboys don't win, it don't matter, it don't matter the rest <laughs> of the season, it don't matter. So I'm gonna pick them, just so it matters. And you know what? I think the offense, I think the offense is doing a pretty darn good job. I think Andy Dalton is gonna have a really good game. It's all gonna come down to the defense. Can they stop them? Can Control they stop? The them middle game? Of the field. Are Control they gonna show up? Of the field. <laughs> I think they're gonna show the up just time. enough to squeak out a game <laughs> against a bad Cincinnati. I think it's a battle of the bads, and I think Cincinnati's more bad than the Cowboys are bad. So I'm gonna go Cowboys 27-21. We're
4: gonna travel all the way to Ohio to be bad. Lord This geez. will be the game
0: <laughs> where we come back next year and say, where did the Cowboys turn it around against Cincinnati? And then we
4: win the next <laughs> game,
0: and the next
2: game. Oh, oh wow! Lord. Oh. <laughs> yes, hey, I like, I, I like the, uh, I like the wardrobe changes, fellas. That's nice. I like it. I like it. Looks
0: good. Alright, let's All
4: let's, right. let's break. Let's go home. Let's get out of here. Alright, fellas. Good show. <laughs> you can, Jesse,
0: you can say what you want, but this Jesse, is a game where we change Kurt, the faith of the Dallas Cowboys. Chris, thanks this for watching.
4: This up is what the with damn this, chili breaks right here.
2: Have fun on your next <laughs> yes. show. We will see y'all Monday. Victory Monday. The Cowboys. Tell Mickey Jesse say hello! Again. Let's Thank go! You, Mike. Peace out! See you next Monday.
0: <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
2: this cowboys?
0: Yeah!